Okay, okay. I ain't laughing though. <laughs> Look. Casey the name, best frames in the game. Flame to the lames, ain't no line to be tamed. See, I aim for the top. A game it is not. Claim in the spot, I am playing this pot with JJ on the side, speaking truth and never lies. A beast is on the rise, he be balling like he cried. See, I climb to the top, rolling dice, it is not. Fighting for the spot, give a like for the pot. Player's own lock, ain't a safe, safe dog. Pressure on the clock, ain't no plate, plate dog. Giving all they got, y'all just take, take dog. So give it all you got, give it, give it all you got. So what's the deal? Smash play already. Redraft to rookies, got my draft already. Soaking up the facts like I said I'm ready Passing y'all that knowledge so I know y'all ready Casey and JJ, y'all really think it's JK Opponents drafts crashing, got them yelling mayday Other pods vacate, y'all coming up a day late JK, I'm laughing at a bank, payday uh, Hi y'all, you're listening to Fantasy Football JK Podcast We are two North Texas football fans uh, Who love to chat about fantasy football with anyone and everyone We talk about who to draft, who to trade, who to bench All the good stuff I am your co-host JJ And I am the other co-host Casey Kasem <laughs> Today we have Ryan Hallam with us uh, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself And where we can find you Well, I was once uh in charge, I guess, for lack of a better word, of the good folks over at Fighting Chance Fantasy, Mm -hmm. including the queen here with us, Casey. Uh, I have... uh, (laughs) I've moved on a little bit. I moved on to... Now you can find me on the pages of Fantasy Alarm, uh, some articles, some podcasts, not podcasts from time to time, some videos and live streams as well. So, And you can always find me on Twitter at Fighting Chance. Fantastic. Good, good. Yes, well, sir. He's awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to talk about how awesome Ryan is because he's the dude who was like, asked me if I wanted to ride and got me like motivated to like actually do something. So he knows. He has a special place in my heart. As do you. Aww. <laughs> it's a big old love fest here, which is uh, a little a little antithetical. Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a little against what we're going for today. We are going to talk about uh, bus for 2020. Uh, big bus, busty bus, uh, guys who are boobs for their team. I, I had to say it because I kept on saying bust like 50 times when preparing for this, and that was the only thing that I could uh, think of. Uh, but uh, aside from that, these are going to be players who you shouldn't touch or waste time drafting uh pick them up you know on waiver or something like that uh but definitely don't uh definitely don't target them uh first of all i do want to let y'all know you can subscribe and follow us we are on spotify apple Podcasts, and stitcher uh fantasy football jk and of course you can always find us on twitter at f fantasy jk uh but before we get into it uh there was a couple of things i kind of wanted to go over first of all the uh the scott fish bowl i think we are all part of that this year and i think that we all received our t-shirts if we ordered them i received mine today i saw a lot of people on twitter getting their shirts uh in that they ordered from uh from roto world uh ryan did you get one today i got three actually from roto yeah i went i couldn't decide went with the potathon uh yeah. shirt uh, i've been on that a couple in the last couple years uh and then i couldn't decide between the gi joe and the transformer size so hey just get them both i want to go to charity it's all for a good you know, oh yeah roto wear puts out great products they're good shirts uh so why not Oh, yeah. And I did the same thing. I did. uh, Well, not the same thing. I only got one shirt, but I did get the G.I. Joe uh, shirt uh, came in. I haven't put it on yet. I haven't tried it on yet, but I'll be doing that uh, probably before I go to bed because I got it. It was in the mailbox. I was super excited about it. Uh, Casey, did you get a shirt this year? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the GI Joe one, which Fantastic. my wife Good. is like, uh, "That's I don't I like it better when it was Disney or whatever it was." <laughs> was <Aww>. like, <laughs> my wife took one look at the color and was like, "That's completely what you would choose: uh, earth tones, <laughs> nothing bright." Yep, GI Joe. I got it. So I am in the so for people who may not know, there's different divisions, um, uh, kind of revolving around a theme uh, for Scott Fishbowl. Uh, the theme this year is going to 
be toys. My division that I got selected into was actually the uh, the Talkboy division. Talkboy is, uh, if you don't know, is the the toy that uh, Kevin McAllister uses in Home Alone 2 to aid him in in getting the burglars and all of that. I actually had a Talkboy when I was young. I was really excited to see on there. I don't <laughs> think many people know what that is, but very happy and proud to represent that division. How about y'all? Ryan, uh, what, what division did you get placed in? I am in the Garbage Pail Kids division. Oh, that nice. was a yeah, pretty nice. big thing when I was a kid. And uh, Crying Ryan, I believe, was mm-hmm. mine. Or Frying Ryan, I think, was, was my Garbage Pail <laughs> Kids. So, yeah, that's the one I was requested and was uh, was cool to get put in there. And what about you, Casey? And I'm in the Pogs division. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, right. with like, uh, I, yeah, a couple of my homies, Chris Allen's in there, Russ Fisher, you know, Dynasty Outhouse. So, yep. pretty, pretty awesome. He was our guest last week. Two, yeah, yes. that was last week. Oh, well, no, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks oh, man. Ago, but it will be. All right. See, this is what happens when you're quarantining. You don't look at a calendar. We, we have no idea what I week have no it is. Idea. So. I, I'm going to get a text soon. This is my dad's birthday. <laughs> you mentioned you, you still have some of your pogs, right? So. I have some pops. They are my pops. They are pops. I got off of eBay. A couple oh, years nice. Ago. Um, I had a bunch growing up. I don't know. You know, when you move and your parents just get rid of all your stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we decided one drunken night that buying pogs and having a pog party would be fun. Like I was thirty. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I had for the longest time, uh, just like the tube that you would have, uh, uh, that you would keep all the pogs in. Um, and when I moved from, uh, I moved around Texas. So I'm, I was in South Texas and then I moved to North Texas. I, I, I kept it with me all through high school and I think it's in my parents' garage. I haven't looked to find it in all of that, but I lived near the border and I actually didn't know it was called pogs. There was like a Mexican knockoff, literally a Mexican knockoff called Tazos. And it uh, it had a bunch of Looney Tunes characters on there, and uh, and that's what I collected. So that's that's uh, whenever I moved up to to McKinney, that was uh, a surprise to learn that they were called Pogs <laughs> and they were called something different. <laughs> All right. Well, the next thing I wanted to ask you is currently Ryan, you have on your Twitter uh, a series of polls going on, trying to figure out what is the best cereal out there. Um, and you have uh, I believe it was four divisions of fifteen, right? So you have about sixty. 60 different 64. cereals. 64, yeah. Oh, 64. Wow. Uh, near the, uh, they near make, the, do they even make that many cereals? They do. It got, th- it got thinned out towards the end. Once I got, you know, the bottom ones are like a lot of the healthy oat bran and crackling <laughs> nuts. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they don't stand a chance. But, you yeah, know, they're... You know it, it's funny because the, the tweet about oat bran and Fruit Loops is, is what I what I saw uh, earlier today. And I, I love crackling oat bran. Like, if you haven't had it, it's really, really good. Like you, you, you look, you look at it, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be healthy. Tastes like cardboard or whatever." No, it's really good. So, uh, Fruit Loops is probably going to to run away with this one, um, which which I completely understand. But for anyone who's out there, if you have not tried Crackling Oat Brand, definitely pick it up. I mean, it's it's what four dollars or something like that, and uh, and and give it a try. Uh, I was curious, Ryan, ha- have you? Hey, I I am I am passionate about cereal. Sponsor. <laughs> we're the first podcast, fantasy football podcast with a serial sponsor. Yeah, with a serial sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> podcast brought to you by Cracklin' Oat Brain. <laughs> and then later on, you just see me like uh, pouring it and it's crackling in the mic or oh, something. Oh, yeah, it's like, like that. the new little spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, was. I was going to ask Ryan, have you have you tried all the cereals in the in the uh, on the brackets? I have not. And the funny thing is, like most of the time, I, I make these. I used to do this once a year. Remember, I was around the time the NCAA tournament. I would always mm-hmm. do one. I've done like sitcoms. I've done '90s movies. I've done, done a, a bunch of different ones. But I always did one a year. So this year, I wasn't going to do it at all because the NCAA tournament was canceled, and I was yeah. depressed about it. And then I was like, all right, I, I had something kind of ready, so I threw it out. And then. With everyone left at home, everybody you know, got a lot of traction and people were really into it. And then as my first one was ending, which I honestly don't even remember what it was anymore, uh, a guy who worked for at Fantasy Alarm is like, you have to do another one. He's like, I want you to do people who need a punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. That was my second one. People who need a, and, and unfortunately, some people on Twitter took it a little more serious than others. Uh, and then I also, you know, people who need a punch in the face these days are pretty disgusting human beings. So it was like R. Kelly and Harvey yeah. Weinstein in the final. And I was like, oh, that <laughs> feels gross just even doing this. 
but then like they need a punch in the balls. Yeah, oh, they need a lot of, <laughs> like, like people just keep asking me to do more because you know everybody's kind of bored and, and you know we're getting back out there a little bit. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, I, this came up. I had almost done cereal a number of years ago, uh, and and did uh, you know I went with Nintendo games at the last second. So this was one I, I've always kind of thought about. Uh, but no, I haven't tried them all. And the funny thing is, one of the t- I do talk to a couple of the people. Usually, I'll run it past a couple people, and mm-hmm. I had never had cinnamon toast crunch. No uh, way! Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's having this reaction, but okay, I knew yeah, was, I'm like, yeah, that's. I knew it was popular, so I made it a number one seed. So I mentioned mm-hmm. that tweet when I put cinnamon toast crunch out there that I hadn't had it, and people lost their mind on me. <laughs> like, How could you have it? Go get it right now! Blah, blah, blah. So how many I, boxes uh, have shown up on your porch? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to get a bunch of those little boxes there have been now. Several people who offered, including our own Kevin Tompkins. I, I think he was almost drove one to me. From, uh, <laughs> photo, but, and the, the other funny part to me is like, it doesn't matter how crappy the cereal is, just like Crackle Note right now, there's always someone out there that, that likes it. Like Crispix, I had against. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it was like a 16 seed. It was like, Crispix is underrated. This is good. <laughs> oh, it's the Sammy Watkins. Of- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how. Like, there's always one that, like, there's somebody's a fan of out there on the internet. So it's a lot of fun. Like, I, I always put it out a day early to, like, let everyone just rail me for bad seating or what I left out. And it's like, it's just cool to that people care enough to mm-hmm. look through it and, and uh, you know, interact. So I always have a good time with it. So I've got another one planned after this one already. So might as well keep it going. Well, excellent. Well, it's a lot of fun. If you, uh, if you don't follow Ryan on Twitter, uh, that is one of many reasons why you should uh, go and seek him out for sure. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the topic for today. Uh, we're talking about bus in 2020 for, uh, for fantasy football. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about three players each. Uh, we'll, uh, Ryan, I'll go ahead and start with you and Casey, then myself, and then we'll just kind of keep doing that until we've gone through all three of them. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, Ryan, uh, who do you think, uh, who do you have for some Someone who you should not pick up in fantasy this year. My first one, I'm going to start with a quarterback, and this is a guy who I feel has been declining over the past few years, and yet is still getting the love. And I am going to say there's no way I'm picking Aaron Rodgers this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we oh, yeah. watched watched his stats decline over this season. I think you're slowly watching his skills decline a little bit. He's not a young man. He's, he's got to be in his mid 30s. I don't know the exact age here. Um, mm-hmm. But not only that, it's just they don't have any they have one weapon it's Devonte adams and that's it uh-huh. uh and i don't know why they, they refuse to add anything i mean this was like the best wide receiver draft in a number of years and they chose none uh they brought in devin funches as a as a free agent who sucks yeah. uh, you know so yeah. alan lazard i, I kind of like you know as a as a late round flyer uh but he's no one to get excited about they uh, mm-hmm. you know a very young tight end uh there's, there's just not a lot they, they have good pass catchers out of the backfield uh, but Rodgers is – it certainly also seems to be at odds with the team. Uh, he he yeah. doesn't seem to, to, to agree with his uh, you know his ownership. He didn't like his coach. Uh, they yeah. got rid of him, so we'll see what happens there. But it just seems to me like all signs are pointing down for Aaron Rodgers. It seems to me like uh, he, the the marriage of Packers and, and Rodgers is – is over pretty much, um, and I think that I, I read somewhere today that he's he's acknowledging the fact that you know his desire to be a Packer for life just may not be uh, may not be viable anymore, may not be something that that he's going to be able to do. Um, I don't know off the top of my head when when is his contract up? Is it is it this year? I do not know that either. I don't oh. know that it's anytime soon. Uh, you think, think we would hear about that? Yeah, this I agree with you. It's it's over, but it's not. It's like a you know, a failing marriage where you just hate each other, but you're still yeah. haven't quite, you know, pulled the trigger and broken up yet. That's where like it is like he, him and the Packers are, you know, sleeping on the couch. Like, no, when they, they don't talk, they, you mm-hmm. know, they just kind of come in have a meal together and, and just, you know, sit on the other sides of the table. But yeah, this is, it's, it's uncomfortable for the rest of yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> that that's actually true. It's uncomfortable when, cause you know, there's just this underlying um, uh, dislike between uh, between uh, Aaron Rodgers and in uh, in the team. Uh, definitely not the fans. I mean, the fans love Aaron Rodgers, and and they will continue to. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I think it, I think it may just be uh, on a decline, and I I wouldn't be surprised if he if he tries to go somewhere else uh, as soon as 2021. Um, if uh, if not, you know, maybe a year or so after that. You know, it's 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 interesting to me, and I and I just kind of thought of this because because. 
whenever I think of Aaron Rodgers, I think of Brett Favre. And I think of, you know, kind of the transition that happened, how Brett Favre won the Super Bowl. Uh, and, uh, kind of in the early years and, and so did, uh, so did Aaron Rodgers. And then they had that long career where they just put up the stats and then it was time for, time for them to leave. And one of them couldn't accept that it was over. Um, Brett Favre obviously had a little bit more success going to the Jets, going to, uh, Minnesota, but I, I, I'm wondering where Aaron Rodgers is going to end up and I'm wondering what's going to happen to the Packers team. All these teams are going through such massive changes. Um, I think it may be time for the Packers to do so too. Definitely. Yeah, it says he's, uh, signed till, uh, through 2023. Ooh. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> So they're going to have to work something out there. I mean, it's not guaranteed contracts in the NFL. They, I'm yeah, sure they can cut him, but I imagine with a guy like he's probably going to have a pretty decent cap hit if they cut him. So if they yeah. work out a trade or, or something, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, no one wants four more years of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Casey. So be 40. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. so Casey, who do you got for your, uh, for your um, player? We shouldn't pick up. I don't want to say bust 50,000 times on this podcast. I'll say bust. All right. Bust. The bus All right. <laughs> the buses. All right. So the first one I'm gonna I'm gonna go um, hop off of what Ryan just said, and I'm gonna go with another Green Bay Packer. Um, this isn't a guy I'm saying don't draft at all. This is a guy saying where he's being drafted. I don't want a piece of it, and I don't think that you're going to get the return on your value. With that being said, I went with um, Aaron Jones, running back there, uh, because running back there means what what to us. Like, no. <laughs> but seriously, Green Bay Packers, they are an enigma when it comes to running back. I just, it's something. My thought process here is that, first and foremost, he had an incredible year last year. Like, we're not sitting here saying, oh my God, he sucks, because obviously he doesn't. That, that that year last year was amazing. I mean, he had the same amount, you know, like the touchdowns that he had were in comparison to McCaffrey. Like, they were on the same page when it comes to that. Um, but I just feel like part of it is like, okay, for, for what happened, what's going on with that offense, like Ryan was saying, that DeFonte Adams really is the only receiving threat there. Jones is going to be that. Um, jo- Jones got most of his receptions when DeFonte Adams was hurt. DeFonte Adams had that toe injury last season when he was out. All you know, all, a good portion of the receptions that Aaron Jones had was during that time period. And, and, and I just thought that running back situation was always crazy. I mean, they went and got Dylan in the draft. And, and Matt LaFleur, he doesn't, I don't think he, he wants to use just one guy. So like for where you're getting him versus other guys that are going around him, I'd rather have somebody else going in that same general area that I know is going to get more of the, the volume. Devontae Adams is the dude there in Green Bay. I'm showing, and this is according to Fantasy Football Calculator, his current ADP is uh, 1.10. Yeah, that is extremely high um and and i i can i mean i i can't imagine i can't imagine taking him at that position and i if i if i were to list out running backs uh i mean he wouldn't even be the 10th running back that i would that i would pick up that 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 yeah i agree with you he's never one of those guys that i actually think about which i guess screwed me over last year but (laughs) if i forget about (laughs) him again this year it's not gonna make me cry Uh, I learned my uh, my Green Bay quarterback lesson uh, with Eddie Lacy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just think he has, like you said, an unsustainable. The touchdowns is nineteen last year. He's not. He yeah. can't do that again. That's just too many. Uh, I, I think you know Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon are both a part of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So while I still think he will be the main guy, and I don't dislike him, uh, first round is a, is a little early for me to take him as well. Uh, I know he was basically the the guy who led uh, Gary to the Scott Fishbowl championship last year uh, with this huge game in the, yeah. in the championships. And he has an Aaron Jones Jersey now because of that. That's crazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, first round is a little, little rough for me or for Aaron Jones. I think they'll have a decent season, but they didn't draft AJ Dillon early uh, for no reason. So I think he's certainly going to have a role. So, well, I think Jones will be good. For those of you who think he might repeat last year's point total, I think you're going to be, you're going to be mistaken there. Oh, yeah, and, sure. and I guess I'm going to have to, because uh, I want him on my team. Uh, not him. I want Mostert on my team, not, not Jones. Um, so anyway, what I'm saying is if I get him the Scott Fishbowl, I'm going to have to go out and get one of those jerseys. Sounds like <laughs> Gary was onto something there. Yep, there you go. 
add some more jerseys to the collection. So, so my pick for uh, for my first one here uh, is is going to be another quarterback. I'm actually going with Kirk Cousins for the Vikings. Um, I think that in in. I like the dude. I, I really do. I think the uh, the Monday Night Football uh, tweet that went out uh, saying he was 0-8 on uh, starts for Monday Night Football is a little unfair, a little skewed. I mean, you can't. Quarterbacks can win games, but sometimes your defense loses it too. So I, I think that he is a legitimate weapon, and he is someone who uh, I, I think can play the game well. Uh, but for fantasy purposes, I mean, he lost uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, I think he has a, uh, he has a new uh, wide receiver in there, but he needs to go ahead uh, I mean, they need to develop their uh, their chemistry. The biggest thing is really the change in coordinators uh, is is what kind of flags uh, Cousins for me. I think the coordinators coming in, uh, Gary Kubiak uh, is more of a run run heavy coordinator. I think Dalvin Cook is going to benefit from that, and I think Cousins uh, Cousins' value is going to drop, especially from from where he's projected to go. I have no problem with that one. What do you think, Casey? I like I like Kirk Cousins. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be. I think he's going to have the same kind of fantasy stats that he has previously and sometimes that can win you a game and sometimes it's going to lose you a game he's pretty consistent but he's not you'll get those games where he's just it's black you know and and a lot of it may be you know either the matchup or just he's having a bad game but yeah, I mean, I think it, it really just depends on where you're going to get him because I've seen him all over the place in, in drafts. So what I'm showing here, and again, uh, just kind of referencing uh, Fantasy Football Calculator, uh, his ADP on here is round nine, uh, pick 11. Which which honestly, mm, I mean, I I can see him going there. Uh, I mean, that is, that is a little bit later in the draft. Um, it depends on how your quarterback run is going, I think, uh, during the draft and, and whether or not you want to, to fall on someone who may be a little bit safe or take a flyer on someone who may get you a lot of points. All right. Well, uh, next up, Ryan, who, who do you, who else do you have? I'm going to go to wide receiver this time. And this mm-hmm. is kind of more for the quarterback situation than I don't think the guy has talent. I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Uh, yep. I, I have okay. a, I have an issue with the Chargers offense this year. Uh, I don't know if it's Tyrod Taylor going to start for very long at all, if at all. Uh, but I, I'm not all, you know, fuzzy over Justin Herbert either. Uh, so I have a feeling that Keenan Allen might have a little bit of a hard time uh, being the being the guy we think he is. Uh, you know, he's, he's been dropping the past couple of years. He's he's not like a, a top two second, you know, top two round pick anymore. Uh, but I, I just don't see a lot of touchdowns coming for him. You know, PPR leagues, I'm sure he's going to get 80 to 90 catches uh, and maybe a thousand yards. But if he scored more than four or five touchdowns, I think I'd be surprised. And, and I think the, that isn't something you're going to want out of your second wide receiver. I, I just, I think he's yeah. the whole, the whole team. Uh, Austin Eckler, I would take, uh, and then pretty much everyone else in, on the Chargers, I'm kind of out on this year. Yeah, definitely understand that. What do you think of uh, Keenan Allen, Casey? I know actually you and I were a little higher on him uh, than than uh, some of the other older wide receivers that you can pick up. And I say older, he's 31. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, he's not one of my top, top guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I've traded to get him because you can get him pretty cheap um, compared to where, you know, where he has gone in the past. People have, um, you know, yes, the quarterback situation is, what it is uh i don't know philip saying philip rivers isn't there anymore makes me sound (laughs) (laughs) like like it really matters too much but i I mean that they had that bond while he was there because he'd been there for so long and they'd been there together for so long i like tyrod taylor um Mm -hmm. but not so much getting the ball to the player (laughs) so (laughs) take that for what it's worth i mean like uh, (laughs) like to hang out with him on friday night (laughs) yeah 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 like you'd be cool to chill Taylor with. Is one of those, yeah, Tyrod Taylor is one of those guys you kind of root for. Maybe not you, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got yeah, how many young quarterbacks has I mean, like, yeah. been in front of and then yeah. taken by. Yeah. It, it, he's a tricky guy. I mean, it's a tricky situation there all around. Um, And I, like Ryan said, I do like, I would take Eckler over him. Um, But. If I'm in need of a, I just don't know. I feel like his um, ADP is probably going to end up being where it should be just because of all the factors that you guys were talking about. Yeah. 
I can see that. And uh, ADP, I'm showing uh, round four, pick five. Um, I I can see that. And you know what? I did get his age wrong. He is 28. My apologies, Keenan Allen. Here's the, here's, here's his hairline looks like 31. I know a fantasy football calculator called up. I have fantasy pros called up. But here's the wide receivers mm-hmm. going after him. Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, CJ Shark, Robert Wood, Portland Sutton. No. I'm taking all those guys over Keenan. No. Yeah, I'm all those guys over Keenan. Actually. Yeah. Just about. So those, that's, yeah, that's, that's very surprising. going after him. You yeah, know, T.Y. Just... Hilton is after that, Terry McLaurin. So, yeah, I think he could have a good season. But the guys around him, yeah. I, I think, are, are vastly better fantasy receivers than he is. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, agree. definitely. I, I'm surprised at some of those names. By Me too. Long, but, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> And, uh, and and I agree with you, Ryan. The the quarterback situation really makes things just just murky. I mean, is it going to be Tyrod uh, Tyrod Taylor? Is it going to be uh, you know Justin Herbert? When is he going to take over? When he takes over, are they going to rely on on the running backs? Is the wide receiver uh, value going to go down when he does take over? Um, all that sort of stuff. And and the 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 Chargers as a whole, um, whether or not. They they're going to admit it. Um, they're rebuilding right now. They're mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out who they are as a team, um, and that really doesn't uh, usually translate into fantasy points. All right, Casey, who's your second person? That's a great question, JJ. <laughs> who am I going to choose from my list? It was really hard for me to make this list actually because a lot of the guys I like the value that you get them at, but um, I'm going to go with the guy that I constantly pass over. Um, that's right there, mm-hmm. looking me right in the face, and. He is a very good tight end. He's a great mm-hmm. tight end, but I don't like him this year. And that's Zach Ertz with oh, the wow. Philadelphia Eagles. And not because I'm a Cowboys fan. We'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just feel um, – I just feel – I just know that a big portion of the reason he did so well last year – a lot of people thought he was going to be a bust last year. And the reason he did so well was due to injury, I think. Uh, a good portion of that was. Um, I mean, when you don't have anybody to throw to, but you have these two tight ends who are great at what they do, then why not throw the ball there? Um, everybody was getting injured, and down goes Alshon Jeffrey. And then, you know, you also have Deshaun Jackson who goes down. Uh, even at, for a portion of time, you know, when Dallas Goddard's out, um, sure, Zach Ertz is going to, to get the numbers because he's the only option there. But having healthy – healthy, quote-unquote healthy wide receivers one way or another. We'll see who's healthy to start the season. Um, and they have Jalen Rager that they drafted as well, and I really mm-hmm. like him. You know you, you know, I'm high on him. I've talked about him a few times on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I really like him. I like the position he got put in, and I think that Dallas Goddard there, I know we've been talking about how they can handle having two tight ends there that can both be fantasy relevant, and Dallas Goddard has standalone alone value. He's going, you know, later than uh, Ertz, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But for where Ertz is going, I just don't know. I, I don't know if I can – if it's not going to be Kittle and, you know, Kelsey, I'm kind of like I can wait on tight end. And that's the thing that we always say is we can wait on tight end. But there's a big cluster of guys that are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, I don't want to pull the trigger on Zach Ertz if I can get a – you know, I can get – like Jarwin later or not, what's not get that crazy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's it's the the consensus is is obviously Kelsey Kittle are going to be the top two tight ends. Um, I mean, people are are targeting in the first round that sort of stuff. What what they did last year was it was kind of crazy. Uh, who, who's TE three? Who's who's the third tight end that that uh, I guess is it would be one tier below uh, all, I mean, all of them. Even if it was Ertz, because. I think the drop-off is going to be so much of a drop-off from the first yeah. two guys to whoever's in third. I don't know. I like Mark Andrews. I like mm-hmm. – I feel like there's a few guys. I just can't think of them off the top of my Evan head. I have so many guys just swimming <laughs> around inside of my head. I love tight ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dudes and tight ends. We got it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, there, yeah. There's just so many guys I think that – have a shot but yeah i think the tier break is going to be such a a big break that that's why those two top guys are the only guys that i would want in that you know first round or two if, especially like in scott fishbowl when we've been trying a bunch of different things lately um mm-hmm. those are the only ones that i really feel comfortable with saying those guys are going to be top tight ends 
Yeah, to, to me, Titan is such a such a crapshoot, and and really, even with Kelsey and Kittle, there's no guarantee they're going to have the same um, the same impact next year. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I'd like to reiterate, yes, uh, boobs and tight ends, very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I like Mark Andrews third. I, I just think that he is the most reliable target for the Ravens. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson certainly had a nice uh, rapport with him last year. He's he's good for, you know, touchdowns. Uh, he, he His ankle was hurt all year long, but he never really missed games and, and still produced pretty well. So he's my number three. I agree with what you said before, Casey. I think a lot of Ertz's numbers last year were uh, – due to injuries and they had no one left at the end of last year's like Greg Ward and the two tight ends. Uh, so that was all that was left. Uh, Ertz wasn't very good in the first half of the season. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was, it, I entirely agree that it was, uh, it was injuries that helped them out. And I think Dallas Goddard is going to have a bigger role this year. And I, value wise, I take Goddard where you get mm-hmm. him over Ertz where you have to draft him. So uh, I, I, I like that mm-hmm. pick. Yeah, I think, I think Ertz is a, is a, um, uh, an insidious one, just because you're going to see uh, Kelsey and Kittle go off. You're going to see people panic and and need to pick up a tight end, and and he's going to be their first target just from name recognition. Um, I, I I would say, and and kind of kind of going into that, my the my next pick is is actually going to be Gronkowski. Uh, I'm I'm saying Gronk because I I don't think that that anyone really believes that he is one of the top tier. Uh, um, tight ends anymore i don't think anyone expects him to come out uh and uh and and change the change the league the way that he did a few years ago um but the name recognition alone i think is going to be what what most people are going to target they're going to see brady and gronk they want to put them together uh that sort of thing but the main reason uh for for me picking gronk is he has too much competition um, at the position. I mean, just in his position, not even counting wide receivers or running backs that they have out there in Tampa. Got O.J. Howard. You got Cameron Bray. Uh, Gronk is is older. He's injury prone, and he's been out of uh, out of play for a year. I mean, he's been doing other things, and and he's been busy doing other things. It's not like uh, uh, you know he was just an, an analyst or, or anything like that. I mean, he was what in wrestling and and uh, in TV specials and all this sort of stuff. I can't think of everything that he was in, but he- I hear the shots fired at uh, Jason Witten. He wasn't like just a TV analyst or anything. Well, I mean, and and that, that kind of goes to to what I was saying is is you know uh, Jason Witten came back after being an analyst for for a year and and God bless him. He just looked old and slow. I, I I don't I don't think that he he was a whisper of wh- what he was, and I think his coming back um, didn't benefit Blake Charwin. Um, didn't benefit no, uh, the Cowboys at all. at all, and I think it hindered them to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, Jason Witten. <laughs> <laughs> He was busy in the off season getting his hair transplant removed. But yes, it's true. <laughs> that, I, Have you I, seen Jason Witten's old head? I I don't yeah. regularly Google his okay. image, but well, I might as have a Cowboys to. fan, I know his head is shaved, <laughs> and he's, he used to have this full head of hair that magically appeared. Hmm. And then come when he got signed back with the Cowboys, he's like, you know what, guys, time to shave it all off. Anyway, All right. cares, but... <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that one. Really? Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, it's I your friend. I promise. rendered me speechless on that one. I'm just saying, look at a picture of Jason Witten with no hair at all. <laughs> what do you think okay. of Gronk, Ryan? And and Witten. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe his hair. I'm trying to Google it. I can't speak. believe you guys didn't know this. I'm sorry. I'm torn on Gronk. I'm disappointed. I, I kind of agree with you that I don't think it's going to be as good as people think. And maybe I disagree to an extent because I'm not expecting a ton from him. But mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I think there's people out there who do. They see him back with Brady. They see him out there. They give him the year to rest that back. And they see him being explosive. But I don't know that I, I expect that. Um, I'm kind of thinking 600, 650 yards. And mm-hmm. five touchdowns, uh, you know, somewhere around there, uh, which I think would be a decent season as a fantasy tight end. Um, 
the name recognition is there. He is my personal hero, to be honest. Like, if there was <laughs> someone that I would want to be or hang out with, it would be Rob Gronkowski. I oh, mean, yeah. He is charming cool. guy. He's cool as hell. No. He gets all the women. <laughs> He's a great football player. Okay. He, he, does whatever, he does whatever he wants. I mean, he did the photo shoot with the kittens, and it was so cute. And he does, you know, <laughs> just seems like his life is a party, and yet he's a kick-ass football player. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's dopey, but he never gets in any, like, real trouble. Okay. So he seems like an okay guy. So I've always said I, I would love to hang out with Rob Gronkowski. But uh, as far as fantasy football, uh, I, th- I think he's right at the borderline of, of a starting tight end. Uh, but I do think there are some people out there that, that name recognition definitely gets them. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably like to take a shot at a younger guy uh, with, with, you know, a lot more upside uh, we're talking later on, like a TJ Hawkinson or, or mm-hmm. something along some guys along those lines, than you know, a, a guy who's in his 30s and didn't play football last year. Also, I want everybody to go watch him on Drop the Mic. If you haven't seen him on Drop the Mic, um, that guy is a very something rapper. He's he, he's he's something. He's something. You can definitely can, tell people wrote that for him. Can, can you rhyme? <laughs> Uh, he can read what somebody wrote for him. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like that measure for a rapper isn't very, uh, very significant because I would say most high-profile rappers have something written, have things written for them. Drake would never. Drake would never. <laughs> Drake has a uh, has uh, has has. I think he has some stuff coming to him, but we're, we're this is not a uh, podcast about hip hop <laughs> artists. So we'll, we'll, we'll not talk about <laughs> it. Not yet. Not yet. Hey, hey, that's right. We could, we could, uh, we can definitely plan that. Uh, so I actually lost count. So I think I just went, uh, Ryan, I think we're uh, looking at your next, uh, your next bust for 20. All right. I'm going to go running back this time. And this is not mm-hmm. a high round guy, uh, but a rookie. I'm going after the rookies. I'm going after DeAndre Uh-oh. Swift. And Whoa. here's everyone really likes him. I feel like I feel like he's mm-hmm. the one after Clyde Edwards Hilaire who's getting like the most run right now. And I know Curion Johnson is very injury prone. I know he's probably not gonna make it through the year. But the Lions haven't had a thousand yard rusher since the Great Depression. I don't know. It's been <laughs> a really long time. I think it was it was Reggie Bush. And I think yeah. he had like a thousand and four yards. So like they haven't had like a legitimate running. Like they just don't have a very good offensive line. It, mm-hmm. as, as, as talented as this kid might be, uh, I, I did look up. I think he's going about the sixth round. I just don't know that he's going to have that much of an impact. I think the coronavirus is going to shorten training camps uh, mm-hmm. for rookies. Uh, so I think a lot of these rookies this year are not going to have the impact that they may have in the past. And with running backs, especially running, rookie running backs, got to block. Yeah. Uh, you know, your first time you miss that assignment, and Matthew Stafford, who, by the way, had a broken back last year, gets mm-hmm. drilled by, you know, one of the Bears, Khalil Mack. Uh, you're going to get your butt stuck on the bench real fast. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the kid. I like his talent. I hated the landing spot. Uh, Kurion is not reliable at all like mm-hmm. he'll probably go down once or twice during the year but i i just i have a hard time thinking that swift is just going to see this vast majority of carries that he might be your third running back i i think running backs in fantasy football this year are, are going to be very interesting uh, to me you need a lot of depth uh and and he's like if you're in a spot where it's two running backs and a flex and you want to place three running backs if he's your starter every week before you even get to bye weeks and and you know injuries i think you're leaving your team uh a little uh a little high and dry. Yeah. I think it's. I, I, I like what you said about the blocking for running backs because uh, that, that's one of the things. Um, so just just a little background on me. The, the way that I learned about football is just basically obsessively watching the the Giants over and over and learning all their players, and then of course expanding out to uh, to to every other player in the NFL. But that 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 blocking pieces is, is so important and, and, and really with Matt Stafford um, being, I, I don't want to say that he's fragile. I think that he, he definitely needs to be taken care of uh, that 
you're right. I mean, the first time that a that a rookie running back, whether they're drafted, undrafted, um, or or anything like that, if they whiff on a block and you they put your quarterback down, they better be on the bench. I mean, they they need to learn, uh, and that that's happened multiple times in 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 the Giants. Uh, uh, you know, watching them over the years, and uh, and I think that's going to be relevant for most rookie rookie running backs as well. Um, I'm going to vamp a little bit while Casey drinks. <laughs> Uh, not only is is Stafford fragile, he's also very stationary. So it's not like he's mm-hmm. a you know he's Lamar Jackson. If if you whiff on a block, that he's going to be able to get away from the guy. If somebody's taking a clear and right at him, he's going down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree, and and, uh, and and the Lions need to take care of their their offensive line as well. Um, I I don't think they made many moves to do that this off season either. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree with you. Um, I about DeAndre and and. There's there's better rookies you could pick up Cam Akers, um, uh, Edward Solaire, uh, for for sure. I think you have better options there. What do you think, Casey? Yeah, I totally agree. I don't like I don't want to touch the Lions running backs. Um, like Ryan said, <laughs> Reggie Bush. Wow, like we have to go back there. Um, yeah, that's a while ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, ever since I got burned by my love, Joyke Bell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, you know, he's supposed to be the human joystick, the joystick or whatever everybody wanted to call him. That sounds kind of risky, but risque, if you will. Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't feel like that's your greatest choice. Now, I, there's, it's just don't mess with the Lions running backs. I just play it simple. They're great slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Easy way to sum it up. Just don't. So who's your who's your next pick, Casey? Mm. <laughs> Sorry for everybody who's going to say that I suck. I don't know what I'm talking about. And this is a horrible, horrible, horrible pick. But I don't care. This is my personal opinion. And also, you know, factual information that we look at. <laughs> and um, it's also your podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I can do whatever I want. If I want to yeah. say Patrick Mahomes. No. Um, actually, <laughs> who I'm saying, I'm going to say Amari Cooper. I told you guys I'd come back to Dallas. Yeah. I'm say Amari Cooper. Now, again, this has to do with his ADP and where he's going and what's going on with all the other wide receivers and, mm-hmm. and tight ends that can break out this year and you know the running backs that you have there as well that's a lot of weapons right and I know that Dak Prescott is very capable of handling multiple partners um what <laughs> wow <laughs> no, from joint stick to multiple partners <laughs> no, he's, he, he's got he's, learning how uh, well you know the Cowboys now I, I yeah total inside information here uh no <laughs> he can handle having multiple targets uh different guys on his team that can be his weapons He's, you know, um, so, so Amari Cooper is going in the third round. Um, you can get Gallup towards the end of the fifth, sixth round, in the sixth round, and Lamb's going in the tenth. So it's one of those situations where would you rather have this guy on a team with a lot of different players that can be targeted in the third round, or do you want to take one of those guys that's also as talented as the number one guy on that roster? At least, I mean, Michael Gallup's proven that he can handle <laughs> thousand plus yard seasons. So, and Amari Cooper drops off. There's certain games where he just disappears completely, and and that's when you know all the other guys strike. So, um, I mean, sure, you know, Amari Cooper's a very talented guy, but I'd rather have one of the other receivers. Even you know, Blake Jarwin, I think, is a viable option. Mm-hmm. At um, you know, as a receiver, not a wide receiver, obviously it's the tight end. But like, there's just so many different targets that somebody. I, I don't want to say odd man out because I still think Cooper gets his, but I don't think that the third round values is what I want. Where I want to take him. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. On That's this totally one. cool. Uh, <laughs> he first of all, they paid they paid him and they paid him a lot. Uh, so I, I find it a little hard to believe that they pay him twenty million dollars a year, and he's going to get overtaken by a rookie and a third-year guy. Uh, so I believe he's still going to get a lot of targets. My other reason for disagreeing <laughs> is he played all last year, but if you remember, there was a decent stretch there where his ankle was basically hanging off, mm-hmm. uh, and he continued to play. And while he was out there, and he wasn't doing very well, 
uh, you know, he was more, I felt, a decoy than, than uh, you know, I think he was out there because his name is Amari Cooper, and that way the defense has to has to account for him. Uh, I think a lot of the end of the season was that for him last year, and he still had almost 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. So assuming he's healthy uh, and Jarek broke up that pocketbook, I, I still think he's the guy to have uh, of the three value it's, it's an arguable point I, I won't argue with you there but uh i'm i'm still uh i'm on team cooper uh on that one uh i don't value gallup as high as as casey does um i i think that i think cooper is is the obvious number one there um whether or not he's with the cowboys after this year, I think is, is kind of the bigger question. Um, so I think in, in, in dynasty, I, I, I definitely think his value is, is, is going to be lower. So I think that being in the NFC East and playing, uh, teams like the Giants last year that had no secondary, uh, the Redskins that also did not have a secondary to speak of. Um, I, I think that really boosts his numbers. I, you know, I won't get into, into too much of, of what, uh, I think of the Giants, but I think the Redskins, um, they aren't really going to be doing any improvements. That's four games right there. That's four games that I see, um, really most of the Cowboys going to ball out because they're going to be, um, their division games. They're expected to win because they have won them over the past few years. Um, and, Really, honestly, I, I I think where his value is right now, and like you said, it's it's in the third round. And honestly, that's about where I would pick him up too. I think if you're looking for a top right receiver um, to pick up, and you've used your first couple of picks on on QB and RB or tight end, depending on what what draft you're you're doing, I don't think he's the worst person you could pick up in the third round. I I, I think he's a top target for a top quarterback. Um, yeah, I and, and I think that, like I said, I think it has more to do that I I don't I don't see Gallup's uh, uh, value and 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 uh, I think CD Lamb is is going to have some value, but I don't see Gallup coming on and and taking the targets away from him um, as as much as I think that that Casey may may think that will happen. But I'm not the Cowboys expert, so we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at wide receivers that are going around where he's going. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I, I, I <laughs> So Mike Evans is before him. Mm-hmm. Like one wide receiver before him. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at fantasy pros on here. I've got uh, mm-hmm. who else? Oh, uh, so Mahomes is going <laughs> go right before him as well. They have so. Cooper Cup around him, uh, going in the third round, going at, at the sixth pick, and then DK Met- Metcalf, um, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Keenan Allen's uh, I, about a round behind him. Uh, that that's uh, that's around where where people are are rating him. I see Allen Robinson on here, wide receiver sixteen. I, I they're very close to me. If I can get Allen Robinson later. <laughs> I always say the fun part of fantasy football, especially now, is we all have our opinions and yep. we get to play it out and see. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, just because. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be fun if it was all the same. <laughs> Everybody and, has uh, to <laughs> same and honestly, I think Amari's, uh, he's always been that player that you either believe in him or you don't. I mean, I, I didn't like him when he came to the Cowboys. I thought he would flop, uh, and, and he didn't. And, and it definitely proved me wrong. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely with you, Ryan. That, that's kind of what makes this fun is, is having different opinions on, on different players. All right. So, uh, I guess next up is me and I have a couple of people here to choose from. Um, let me see here. So let's go ahead and talk about, <laughs> I'm going to do it, make it easy. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to be my, my, uh, my third. <laughs> he was my on my third. list as well. He's on my list too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and again, I, it, the players that I picked are, are really on, um, you know, people who may recognize the name really quick and just like, all right, let me grab that guy. And, uh, I, I know he was amazing when he was with the Steelers. Um, you know, let, let's see, let's see what he can do for me. Um, you know, when your coach comes out and says that he hopes to lessen the load on you, um, you know, and, and, uh, after you, you had your fewest touches in a non injury shortened season, um, it's just not a good sign. Uh, he, he's, he's not the player that he was with the Steelers. 
in the Jets aren't the Steelers. It, you know, Adam Gase, I, I have trouble touching any of the, any of the players that are on that team with the Jets right now. Uh, and, and honestly, Le'Veon Bell would be the only player I would touch and I, I, I rank him pretty low. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I know that he can catch the ball. I know that he, I know that he can run and I know that he has the toughness, but I think that year out of this, uh, that year out of this, the league um, affected him more than he would ever give himself credit for. And I think that the situation he was in in Pittsburgh and the offensive line that they had out there um, probably contributed more to his success than he would like to admit. Um, and so, yeah, that that would be uh, that be my third pick. Stay away from Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> if it's on the back end, definitely, I mean, pick him up. He's going to get you some some points for sure. Uh, but don't don't target him. Yeah, the running backs this year are going, and drafts that I've done are just are going so fast. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I probably have to take Bell in the third round. And the only reason I didn't choose him as one of my third uh, three, and I thought about it a couple times, was because I was like, well, he busted last year. Is that like a double bust? <laughs> or like, is if he does it again this year? Uh, but yeah, at, to me, Adam Gase is the biggest problem in the Jets. Uh, you know, not only did he say he was, you know, one less than load the year before. Uh, you know, when Gase came on, he had said if he was the general manager, he wouldn't have spent the money on on Le'Veon Bell. He didn't think a running back should have gotten that kind of money. So he has just continuously, you know, made it obvious that he is not interested in this offense revolving around Bell. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't kind of blame Bell for not, you know, going to war for a coach that, that treats him this way. And oh, yeah. you know, as much as I didn't really agree with Bell's, not didn't agree with this holdout because these guys got to get their money. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it, I think it, it definitely hurt him. It got, it got him in a worse situation. It got him paid. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it did him any favors. Uh, I think when he leaves the jets, which I think will be, you know, after this year, mm-hmm. uh, depending of course, where he lands, if he lands with the lions, that's not good. But I mean, I, I figure he's going to find himself a better landing spot and I will be back on the Le'Veon train. I, I think he's a good runner. I like his patient style is, you know, something mm-hmm. that we don't see a lot of. You said he can catch passes, which is very true. Uh, but this, this situation is one that, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I just can't do it. I, I just, it, the whole team seems dysfunctional. Uh, and, and I, I don't see it being any better this year. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Casey? Yeah, so um, based on what Ryan's saying, which I agree with, um, the situation is what really deters me from wanting to have Bell on my team. Now, Dynasty, you can get him for lower than he's probably going to end up (laughs) when he's in a a different, you know, on a different team. So if you want to try to take a chance on him right now and get him at a lower value, then by all means, I I mean, that seems like a a great trade target. I'm actually going to see what I can do in a couple of leagues now. and just cross my fingers. Um, but yeah, Lev Bell was another guy like we all have had on our list. Um, I just don't see that situation getting any better. And, you know, P. Ryan's there now. Frank Gore's there now. Frank Gore's not the, you know, shining example of young age anymore. He's an old man, but he's been an old man for years and years and years. He is going to steal some of those old line touches, you know, mm-hmm. take away a little bit of that, that production that you see from, that you need from Bell um, to get him where you're getting him. But also, like Ryan said, running backs, are, everybody's got the same idea to draft running backs early, like get them, get them, get them while they're hot. And mm-hmm. you might have to overshoot for Le'Veon Bell and overpay for him. And that sucks. But if you're in that, if you end up in that situation, mm-hmm. your hands are kind of tied. You don't know, you know, it's like, it, it will be tricky if that, if you get down to that being your number one option, I'm not really sure that that's it's probably going to be my curse is is when i'm drafting now it's going to be like oh man love you and bell's my only option i gotta mm-hmm. pick them or else yeah. i have a, a bunch of running backs that that either are rookies or or they're they're not starting um yeah, yeah. So I know I know for my for my dynasty league he he's a, he's a hot commodity that's been traded around a couple of times he gets he gets dangled yeah. in front of people to trade and all that sort of stuff uh, but um, yeah I'd I'd like to see him somewhere else I'd like to see him succeed somewhere else and and to your point Ryan I 
I don't I don't mind the the contract holdouts. I think that these players deserve to get paid what their value is. Um and if they feel that their value is a certain number, then then go for it. You you're the one who's who who we're watching entertain people. You're the one who's uh, you know, uh making the money, honestly, for, for these owners. Um hold out and get your money. But you know, it still comes with consequences. Um, and, and I think some of these running backs are learning that Melvin Gordon for, for would be another one that I would say, uh, is learning that, um, you know, when, when, uh, in, in the market's going to get, get, get changed soon. Um, but yeah, I was reading somewhere that, you know, pass catching running backs are going to be, are, are really, are, are a featured, um, player right now running backs that can catch the ball um your your McCaffrey your Barkley Zeke um they're going to be at a premium um but after that you know it's it's running back by committee unless you have that clear number one running back it's going to be a committee and you can't rely on that um so it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him the rest of uh, rest of his career i think he has I, he's very very talented but he needs to get with the team that 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 has a line that can that can support him you know it, it'd be interesting to see him with the cowboys casey as a, as a compliment to to zeke I think that would be an interesting uh, place for him to land. Pretty interesting. <laughs> the good thing, I will say the one positive for Bell is the reworking of the drug policy for the NFL because he had been suspended yeah. a couple times. And with that not really being a thing anymore, uh, we, don't, yeah. we don't have that you know, looming suspension always over him. Yeah. So get, he, he gets a little bump up for that at least. Was he? Uh, was it the, the – yeah, I was going to say was it the marijuana <laughs> stuff? Yeah. <laughs> he got popped okay, for that a couple times. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, and another thing, uh, yeah, I, I I'm glad the NFL did away with that. Uh, let's get our players yeah. off opioids. Uh, let's get them something that that uh, hey, it's legal. It's good for them. You know, mm-hmm. let let's uh, let, let's see more <laughs> let's see more faded players. And uh, it, on, on that note, and before we wrap things up, well, the the big news this week. So this is probably going to come out in a couple of weeks. Um, but the big news this week is uh, is of course uh, um, Cam Newton being signed uh, for uh, to the Patriots uh, for for a vet minimum deal, which is insane to me. Um, but, uh, tell me, I just kind of want to hear both of y'all's thoughts. Cause I've been thinking about it, um, you know, all, all day, ever since I, I, I read about it. I think yesterday is when the news dropped. Thank God it happened before any of my drafts, uh, because I, I wasn't going to pick Cam up. I didn't want to take that chance, but, um, uh, Ryan, what do you, what do you think about the news? Would you think it's a good fit? I actually just wrote an article that published ah, yeah, today on Fantasy Alarm about it. Uh, so you can always go there and find my thoughts in writing, uh, which, you know, I do a quarterback preview every week. And I had already written one. I, I wrote an article about Baker Mayfield. And then that happened. I was like, if I'm doing my job right, I need to write about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're going to hold off on the Baker piece for a while. Uh, I, I think it's the perfect fit for him. I think this was the one place he could go where he's going to walk in and he's going to start. You can say it's a competition. They didn't bring him in an incentive-laden contract to get beat out by Jared Stidham. He's going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to succeed, and that is more on his health than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'll be good. I, I think he, I, you know, I think he's – I've projected – Thirty six hundred yards, twenty three passing touchdowns, about four hundred fifty rushing yards, and, and four or five more rushing touchdowns. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna have a fine season. Uh, you know, when we were talking about our quarterback bus earlier, we'd also said how deep the position was, and that's where I think mm-hmm. you know he's he's gonna be right at that borderline of of the top twelve uh, as a starting fantasy quarterback in in your you know standard twelve team league. Super flex, I think he's a, a, an awesome pick, yeah, uh, especially with his ability to run the ball uh, and, and you know. Belichick, I think, is going to exploit that. I mean, he, he Tom Brady couldn't move. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But we know what Belichick is good at is getting the most out of the players he has. He's not going to run yeah. a system. He does what he does best with the talent he has. And he now mm-hmm. has a guy who can run the football at quarterback. And I guarantee they're going to to exploit that or use it. Uh, you know, with the Liz Frank injury, we'll see if, if Cam has lost a half a step. You know, with the several shoulder surgeries, can he throw the ball? You know, 40 yards down the field? I don't know. We're going to find that out. And I think that the contract he got is because, you know, obviously it's, their workouts were probably limited uh, for what they can do right now. Although it yeah. appears like everyone is working out with everyone everywhere. So uh, 
Superflex, I love him. A standard 12-team league. Uh, I'd like to have him on my roster if I pick someone that I don't feel 100% about that I want to. If I start, if yeah. I pick Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, I'm not bothering with Cam Newton. If I pick mm-hmm. Josh Allen or I pick uh, you know, one of these guys towards the the, the bottom 12 of, of the, the starting fantasy quarterbacks, have him on my bench as a little insurance that I don't play the waiver wire if my guy goes down or yeah. pick him up as, as a former MVP. Uh, if, if he is able to be that, then he's going to jump start, you know, jump over your starter. So, you know, depending mm-hmm. on who you choose as your first quarterback is what I would do with Cam on, on my teams. Yep. What do you think, Casey? Um, I love Cam and I love, <laughs> I, I've been like stockpiling Cam Newton shares in my dynasty leagues. I have, mm-hmm. um, I, so I went to a awesome, an awesome website that everybody should check out the stickyboard.com. Um, because you can go on there and put your MFL, um, you can put your username in and it'll link mm-hmm. all your leagues up. It'll tell you how many shares of guys you have, what the percentage of rookies, so on and so forth. It'll give you all your guys. And so, um, yeah, I have six shares of Cam Newton. I don't know how many leagues. I'm at least nine leagues, it says. I, I can't see, but um, that's a lot of shares of Cam Newton. So, obviously, I, I had a feeling something something good would come. And I've been hoping and hoping and hoping that the, that he'd go to the Patriots. And then everybody that I've been talking to about it is like, I mean, it would have already happened. And, I'm, eh. and I so the fact that it did happen, I was, I was when I saw the news, Oh my goodness. I know I have a ton of shares of him. I'm so happy. I got him for dirt cheap. And um, mm-hmm. I was on the clock in, a, in one of the eliminators. I think it was like the 14th round or something. And I went ahead and <laughs> he was still there. So I got him. Um, I think he's like my third or fourth quarterback. I, I, I'm just playing a bunch of different eliminators and trying a bunch of different things, but I was like, why not take a shot here? And we'll see how yeah. that goes. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about him. Now he's not one of the top guys that I'd take. Obviously he's been out, um, you know, with the injury and everything. But, I mean, he is going into an offense that, yeah, they don't have great – I mean, you have Julian Edelman there catching passes, you know. But <laughs> I still think he can succeed. They'll, they will he was use on him. my list. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, use him, they'll use Cam to, you know, to their advantage. They'll, they will mm-hmm. use his, his awesome, you know, skills that he has, the skill set that he has. They'll, they'll – they'll, kind of, you know, cater towards him and help him, you know, sit him. Mm-hmm. I like sit him before knowing that, you know, Cam Newton's coming. Like you had sit him or, or Hoyer, like <laughs> take your pick. Uh, I, I would put more of my money on sit him than Hoyer, but um, mm-hmm. now we got Cam Newton. We don't have to worry about that. I, I'm pretty sure that we're not going to have to worry about who's going to be the starter there. We'll see in two, <laughs> whenever this comes up. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see a running quarterback uh, um, leading the Patriots, uh, for sure. Uh, Ryan, like you said, um, I I, I think that uh, Belichick's talent is getting the most out of his players. And Cam Newton has so much potential still. Um, I mean, he was at, I mean, Super Bowl, or excuse me, NFL MVP. Um, I think that... Injuries are always something that you you can never you can never predict, right? I mean, it's 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 either he's going to have a healthy season or he's not. I think if he has a healthy season, I I think that he he you know he stays in the top twelve QBs and and leapfrogs uh you know some of them and and, and get, gets back up there. I think he has the potential and ability to be able to do that, um because the the Patriots are just a, a well run team. They have a good offensive coordinator. They have a good coach. Um, and they have people who know, who, who know what they're doing. Um, and you know, he, he, he wasn't picked up to, he wasn't picked up to sit on the bench. He wasn't picked up to lose to, to Hoyer or Stidham, uh, as, as, uh, um, you know, as the number one quarterback. Um, and I think Cam is motivated too. And, and when you have a motivated Cam, uh, as you see in, as you saw in Carolina, uh, great things can happen. Um, and, uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. So I, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a good, uh, a, a good match there. So, um, so yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much, I think, all we had to go over today. Uh, before we head on out, uh, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and just tell us again uh, where where everyone can find you. Go to FantasyAlarm.com. You can find me all over the pages there and, of course, on Twitter at Fighting Chance. Vote on the serial tournament and all my other shenanigans that may be going on on my Twitter 
You never know. Absolutely. Uh, and, and Casey's doing the Zeke uh, cereal eating motion. <laughs> so I didn't, you know, I didn't even connect that. Casey, where can we find you online? Uh, first and foremost, I write over at fightingchancefantasy.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and um, you can find me on Twitter at the Casey Queso. Um, yeah, that's, and, and here, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep, and I am JJ. You can find me on Twitter at Dear Johnny Football. Uh, uh, and of course, uh, this has been the Fantasy Football JK podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. I, I, it was a pleasure to speak with you and a pleasure uh, hearing what you had to say, of course. Um, definitely tune in next week, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. JK. I ain't laughing though. the name best frames in the game flame to the lames ain't no line to be tamed see i aim for the top i game it is not claiming the spot i am playing this pot with jj on the side speaking truth and never lies a beast is on the rise he be balling like he cried see i climb to the top rolling dice it is not fighting for the spot give a like for the pot players on lock ain't a safe safe dog pressure on the clock ain't no play play dog giving all they got y'all just take take dog so give it all you got give it give it all you got so what's the deal smash play already redraft to rookies got my draft already soaking up the facts like i said i'm ready passing y'all that knowledge so i know y'all ready casey and jj y'all really think it's jk opponents drafts crashing got them yelling mayday other pods vacate y'all coming up a day late jk i'm laughing at a bank payday <laughs>